Hello and welcome to the Sound Nose podcast. I'm Barry Collins. Satellite broadband has long been a technology of last resort, the technology you turn to when the wires weren't fast enough. But that could be about to change. Elon Musk's Starlink is putting thousands of satellites into low Earth orbit, creating a mesh of high-speed broadband coverage that could soon cover pretty much the entire planet. Starlink promises download speeds of up to 150 megabits per second and super low latency that could genuinely make online gaming possible, something that satellite broadband has long struggled with. And that's not the half of it. Within a few short years, Starlink says it could be delivering download speeds of 10 gigabits per second, speeds that would rival even the fastest of full fibre connections. Will we all soon be beaming our broadband from space? Or has the hype machine gone into overdrive? In the first of two episodes about space broadband, I'm joined by Wade Bulio from Manitoba in Canada, who is one of the lucky few who've been accepted on Starlink's beta program and who is having a performance of his Starlink connection analysed by Samno's technology. We'll find out how he's found the first few months of Starlink, how it's made a huge difference to his life and the small flaws of relying on broadband beam from the sky. I started by asking Wade what his broadband connection was like before Starlink. By the way, You'll notice that Wade misspeaks when talking about speeds. When he says megabytes, he means megabits per second. So, just how bad were Wade's speeds before Starlink turned up? Well, my broadband connection before Starlink was pretty slow. Like, I had an LTE to the home connection was up to uh, 50 megabytes. That it says up to 50 megabytes, but <laughs> I've never seen that 50 megabytes ever. And usually... Like I'd get a really slow speed of maybe up to five megabytes when I did a speed test. And so that means things like Netflix are out, I guess. Yeah, you'd see like the garbled mesh when you're trying to watch Netflix. Like you'd never, rarely get an HD. And then once in a while you'd get like the spinning loading screen and you'd have to wait there for a while and then till it buffered. And it's obviously not just things like Netflix that you suffer from. It's it's work and every daily activity with a slow broadband connection, right? Yeah, like it was pretty hard to connect to work for thermal connections and all the other streaming things, like we had a hard time running. running. So how did you find out about Starlink? I've been actually watching like the news for quite a while on Starlink, even before like things were announced. And so when you saw the beta starting to come live, you, uh, you, you put your name forward? Yeah, as soon as like, I, I kept checking it every day pretty much and checking it out and seeing like, and then when I heard when there was like the beta sign up, then I jumped on it right away. And how long have you had the kit now? I had it since November 20th. Okay, so you've had it in for sort of two, two or three months nearly. So what's the experience been like? How has it been different from your, your previous LTE connection? Well, it's been a world of a difference. Like anything will load, and I can actually download stuff from work and actually download files and update stuff on my computer. Like before, if you download anything, it would take maybe a few hours and set your computer and go do something else. Sometimes you forget about it. Mm -hmm. Starlink, if you put something on download and go for like make a cup of tea or something, you come back and you'd be surprised because that big file is already there waiting for you. So so what kind of speeds are you actually seeing on the downlink? I've seen up to 200 megabytes. Wow. That's, you know, that's pretty impressive for a satellite product. Previously, we've seen satellites, you know, maybe touch 50, 100. But, uh, I mean, even in Starlink themselves, say, currently on the beta, 150 is the maximum you can expect to see, and, and you're seeing beyond that. 
Yeah, and it's surprising too. Like I'm literally in the middle of nowhere. Like the closest fiber link is like maybe over 20 kilometers away. So you have no real prospect of uh, being connected to fiber anytime soon. This is this is as fast as it's going to get for, for a while for you. Yeah, hopefully it's not the fastest it'll be in a while. Like I'd like to see a bit faster speed just for like work's sake because our work too kind of suffers from the same problem. We, we don't have good enough internet in the area. So just explain to uh, listeners what the Starlink package consists of, what you actually get sent. Well, it, it comes with a dish that's attached to a 100-foot uh, cable. Like it's permanently attached to this cable. It comes with a three-foot Ethernet cord to plug in the modem to a power brick uh, router, mm-hmm. a little weird-looking, unique-shaped router, and a tripod leg stand. And so have you mounted the, the satellite dish on your house, or where is that placed? Yeah, I, I've mounted it on the house. And obviously, you know, one of the, the key factors is that you need to have a clean line of sight to the satellites because any kind of obstructions like buildings or trees are, are going to cause issues. So uh, did you have to take that into account before you, you ordered the product? Yeah, I took it into account. I had, there's, like I used their app. They have the Starlink app and it has a little tool called Check for Obstructions. It has like a little cool augmented reality thing that it, where it uses your phone's camera and you look through your phone's camera and it tells you to point up at the sky and it shows a circle in the sky and if there's anything in that circle that's obstructed then if not then that's that's the ideal place for it to sit and so you've had this up and running how long did it take you from the kit arriving to being able to connect on your computer i'd say it took me about 30 minutes it it took me a less time because i had to improvise with a mounting solution okay but that's impressive it's it is literally almost plug in and go yeah it's a pretty fast setup like Everything's plugged in in the box. Like it comes all pre-plugged in. You just have to take it out. You don't, you don't even have to unplug anything. And I mean, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you're, you're seeing up to 200 meg on the download. What kind of upload speeds do you see? I see up to about 25 megabyte upload. It's pretty good. That's not bad at all. And so the, the, just tell us about some of the apps and uh, things that you can now do with Starlink that you weren't able to do on your previous LTE connection? Well, I think it would be more about the e-learning and online education stuff. Like I pretty much, when, when I, I like I like to learn stuff about technology and, and use like the e-learning websites. And before, when you're going through one of those books and it says download a module and a module is like five gigabytes, you kind of lose interest. And then now download five gigabytes, it's like, maybe five or six minutes, and then you get, you get the module for e-learning. And I guess in these times when everybody's been stuck at home and not able to get out, that kind of thing really makes a difference. Yeah, it's a really a world of difference. And let's talk about some of the, the downsides of uh, Starlink. I mean, when we just literally just before we press record on this podcast, uh, your connection dropped out uh, for a few seconds. Is that kind of thing common? It's very rare now. Like, well, it is common, but the, the downtime is smaller. In the beginning, it used to be like downtime would be like three or four minutes and it would happen very common. Now the downtime is like a couple seconds and, and getting rarer and rarer. Is it, is and just it to explain long? to listeners, that's, that's normally because the, 
the satellites are moving over and at that particular moment there just isn't any coverage but as Starlink continued to put more and more satellites up into low earth orbit those kind of problems should start to should start to fade and in terms of uh, latency i mean one of the most amazing things i guess about Starlink in particular at the moment is that latency appears to be down into the sort of 20 30 40 millisecond range which starts to make things like online gaming possible it makes things like this possible where we can talk to one another and there's no great lag between uh, what i'm saying and your replies uh, have you found that have you been able to play online games with the with the service yeah it's recently been a like with all the launches and new satellites and everything with less downtime, I've actually been able to play online games. I tried a few first-person shooters. And they work perfect. Like, like there is a lag, but it's pretty and good. They, I know they have plans to uh, improve latency by the summer. I hope to get that down to beneath 20 milliseconds uh, as, they, as they bring the satellites a little closer to Earth. Um, so again, that's one of those things that looks likely to only improve. And there's no limits on it. I mean, over here in the UK, um, most of the satellite broadband providers impose a, a reasonably strict data limit. But as I understand, Starlink are, are not putting a data cap on. Currently, yeah, there's no data cap. And I I haven't seen anything or heard anything about any data cap coming anytime soon. Starlink is a little more expensive than perhaps a regular fiber connection, certainly over here in the UK. I don't, I don't know about uh, where you are in Canada, Wade. Um, but do you think that's a price worth paying at the moment? At the moment, absolutely. Like I pay it mm-hmm. day and night. And can I, can I ask how much you're, you're currently paying for the service? It's currently 144 Canadian dollars a month. So, and that that would be punchy, wouldn't it, for a, a fiber connection in your country? They're almost equal. So, one happy customer. <laughs> Finally, Wade, in terms of uh, the future, where Starlink's heading, do you? Uh, I mean, we, I, t- I talked in the intro about how speeds are. You know, they're looking at speeds well into the gigabits a second uh, over the next few years. That must surely excite you. Absolutely. Like they're, they're talking about like the laser links and the laser links would uh, decrease latency even further. So you can pretty much play with anybody in, in the world and get perfect latency with them. Yeah, it's certainly one to watch. Well, Wade, thank you very much for sparing us some time and uh, good luck with your connection. So, you've heard what the beta tester thinks of Starlink's performance, but what does our expert make of it all? In the next episode, I'll be joined by Sam Nose founder and Chief Technology Officer Sam Crawford, who will reveal how Starlink compares to rival satellite providers and whether he thinks Starlink might even rival fibre providers. You can listen to that episode now. Thanks for listening.